Hello and welcome to Drop Talk, the official podcast from Drop Fitness. This podcast features interviews between the owners and members of Drop Fitness, as well as community members and business owners, where we talk all things fitness, family, and food. Please subscribe and share our podcast. And if you like what you hear, throw us an awesome five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Drop Fitness Bakersfield, or head to our website, dropfitnessbakersfield.com. See you at the gym. What's up, FitFam, and welcome to another episode of Drop Talk. I am your host, as always, Joe Noel, and today with me, special guest, owner of Nutrishop Bakersfield, Howard Kinnick. How's it going, Howard? It's going excellent. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the podcast and talking with me. A um, lot of questions, but um, I guess first let's start out and say, you know, how, what brought you here as far as, you know, to this point of, you know, owning Nutrishop and uh, maybe like a little background on, on you. Yeah. Uh, my background is, um, I came from the car business, started in the late eighties, started as a lot porter and worked my way up to become an eventual owner of a dealership. So that took me from 89 to 2016. We'll shorten up that life story a little bit. Um, but all along the way, I've always been in health and fitness. I've always kind of coached and mentored employees with weight issues, with nutritional issues. I've always used supplements, natural, long sustaining supplements, and I'm a believer in them. I use them uh, to repeat myself several times. And so when we moved back to Bakersfield, family's getting older and it's time to come home and take care of family. So this is really reinventing ourselves. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, um and opening up a business in California is super easy, right? No red tape. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that'll be a, that could be a separate podcast uh, issue, but uh, I yeah, find let's it. Yeah, don't, let's don't talk about mop <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Um, you know, one thing about NutriShop, I feel like, you know, ever since we came here, because you guys opened about the same time Drop Fitness opened, middle of 2018, was yeah. that? Yeah, we're, right? we're, the business started in August. We opened uh, middle September. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, about aligned with us. And I remember uh, seeing you guys right from the get go and then coming in here and we just liked the environment that you guys create. And I think a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about drop fitness and the environment that we make in drop fitness or we're trying to make, uh, with like inviting and, you know, just like a clean, inviting, friendly environment. And I feel like you guys mirror that too. You walk in here and it's like a candy store kind of like, you know, I, I mean, the shelves look good and, and all that stuff. I mean, is that part? And then obviously you're super friendly and uh, talkative and like you, you have a lot of knowledge that you can, you bring to people. Is that kind of like your, your, I guess, like idea of what the environment that you want to create for your, your business and invite yeah. people in? In my car business, I created a very non-stressful um, buying environment because mm-hmm. customers are very intimidated in the car business. And, uh, you know, when you're a car guy, you're not the loved person. There's lawyers and then car people. Right. <laughs> uh, nothing against lawyers. Um, but uh, same really with nutrition stores. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a perception out there that, you know, all nutrition stores carry supplements. And people think supplements are the other kind of supplements, not vitamin C, um, vitamins, right. collagens, proteins. Um, supplements are really anything you can't get in food or enough of food. So we want an environment somebody can come in and tell us what they want. 
not everybody wants the same thing. Yeah, that's kind of all breaks down to where body composition and overall health, but everybody has a perception of how they want to get there. And it doesn't matter how much I know, I try to be a good listener and help them walk the walk. So we spend a lot of time really more in service. I treat it more like a service center than I really do, uh, let's say I'm selling supplements. That comes with it, but the biggest part is the service. And I mean, as part of that service, you guys offer like the in-body machine, right? And that's a body composition test. And, you know, you start from there and I was just listening to you and I'm like, wow, I've been in plenty of other, uh, you know, supplement shops, vitamin shops that don't have anything like that. So now you're just talking to a person without that knowledge of what the people's body composition is. I, I mean, can you, it's like, it's like being a doctor and diagnosing something just like over the phone talking to him, like it's that'd be more difficult, I would imagine, right? Doesn't that help out? Like, yeah. So having the InBody Five Seventy and a, the Nutra Shop corporate, most of us have them. Probably ninety nine point nine percent of Nutra Shop has them, and that's really what sets us apart. Mm-hmm. Um, supplements. When it comes down to supplements, there's a lot of the same things. Some are good, some are bad, and some are completely awful. But it really it goes back to the service and what tools do you have to help people get there. Yeah. So the in-body is uh, medical-grade equipment, and it helps people see their composition a different way. We don't talk about weight here. We talk about percent body fat, retaining, protecting muscle. And with that, then the body fat drops. Right, and then you can kind of create a, like a custom plan for somebody. And I think you know we've had a lot of members come here, and it's eye-opening. And I think it's, it's eye-opening. And okay, I'm gonna take this back to something that Monica watches all the time, which is like my 600 pound life. And I don't know why she's like addicted to that kind of show. But these people that, you know, they, they're like, oh, I'm 300 pounds or I'm 400 pounds, or whatever. And they're like, well, when's the last time you weighed yourself? And they're like, oh, like a year ago. Like nobody wants to get on the scale, right? And I feel like our members, and we don't have 400 pound members or anything, but you know, they come in and they're like, yeah, I think I weigh this much. I weigh 140 pounds. And they come in, they're like, I was 163. They're like disappointed. Um, but it's like a reality check and I think that's good. Unless you step on that scale, that's like, that's, you know, the pinnacle point of like, Hey, this is, this is real. And, uh, and I love the fact that you guys have that and it breaks everything down because when you see that percent body fat and how many pounds of body fat you have, the visceral fat, like around your vital organs, like that's real. That's could be life threatening realness and maybe too real for some people. Visceral is uh, really the precursor for most of the diseases, right? Uh, typicals, type one, type two diabetes. And that's, you know, that's the stuff that we're trying to avoid with the nutrition advice that you have, you know, with the fitness that we're trying to provide and keep people healthy, keep the community healthy. And it's, um, you know, that machine and, and coming here and talking to you guys, like that, it is a, it's a reality check for a lot of people. And then this will help them obviously, you know, get on track with whatever their, their plan is. Um, you know, something that I, I got, I brought up, uh, it was a few weeks ago, and we're talking about in schools uh, with one of our members and like nutrition and stuff. Um, and we, we kind of talked about like the lack of like knowledge. Would you say like the majority of people, if they're, you know, overweight or whatever, they're just trying to get healthy, like do they have a good, I guess I don't know how to phrase my question. Like do, do people on average have like a decent knowledge of how, what good food is and what bad food is? Like I, I feel like there's a big gap. I feel like there's a big knowledge gap out there and I'm just trying to get your, your point of view on it. Yeah, from what I encounter every day, I see a good combination from educated, we'll say somebody that's book educated, um, to not educated, Mm -hmm. 
that are smart and let's say in both ends. I have people that aren't educated, that are very educated in nutrition and then I have a couple doctors, I have several nurses that come in here and ask me about nutrition. Right. So I kind of liken it to just because, you know, I'm a doctor doesn't mean that I understand nutrition. Um, nutrition is different from, okay, you know, whatever your specialty is as a doctor. Obviously right. that doctor that specializes is knows what the heck he's doing. So, yeah, I think there's a huge gap. And I really think overall people understand that processed foods are horrible. I don't think they understand how bad sugar is. Like yeah. if there was one, the main thing or item um, that if people could understand better is how bad sugar is. Because if people can conquer that, so to speak, everything else is better. Right. You're kind of forced to eat healthy. Right. Well, in, in everything processed, like you're talking about, I mean, look at the ingredients. They have sugar and they it's hidden under a bunch of different names. So that way it doesn't rise to the top of the, the nutrition facts, you know, the ingredient list. It could be like the third, fourth, fifth thing down, but it's also the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth thing all added in there under different names. And, and I totally agree. And there's, there's a ton of documentaries out there. There's a ton of information on this out there. But I feel like with how easy the internet is to use, it actually made us a little bit dumber and like unwilling to go look it up. So, you know, you, you should really get uh, educated at least a little bit on like what the effects of sugar has on us, like what it actually does to us. And then the repeated overuse of it, which is every single food item that you're putting in every single breakfast bar and all that stuff. It just has so much, I mean, you might as well be eating a Snickers. I feel like people do know a Snickers bar would be bad to eat for breakfast, but your, your protein and I'm doing air quotes bar, your breakfast bar probably has almost just as much sugar in it and you don't know it. And you're like, Oh, this is healthy. And I think that's where that, that gap of that misinformation is, is just cause something says keto on it or, paleo or whatever that's just a marketing term at this point there people are running it's running rampant out there and um you know and and people just kind of take that that word for it that that label word for it. maybe i mean maybe there needs to be like government intervention or something i don't know but at this point you know we just got to take it upon ourselves to you know try to help and educate the the community and speaking of keto i was actually just uh, uh at my other job and uh, somebody was drinking a keto drink and I looked at it and there's a ton of artificial sweeteners in there. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is doing the same thing to your, your hormone levels and stuff. Like it's not keto. This is, this is, it doesn't have sugar, but it has all these artificial sweeteners, which is a whole nother realm of stuff that we got to get our bodies off of. So anyways, yeah, I digress, but I do, I do agree with you like that sugar, if we can educate people on sugar and the effects that it has, I mean, well, actually let's use this platform. Like, I mean, in its most basic form, like what is sugar, what is it doing to your body? Yeah, well, too much sugar. First of all, I like to use this example because normally, you know, we think in pictures, not in, you know, when you talk words and numbers sometimes. Right. So our body only needs a teaspoon of sugar in the bloodstream at any given time. So when, as I talk to many people every day, you drink a soda pop, the half the soda pop is sugar. Right. So what happens is, you immediately inject sugar into your bloodstream because simple sugar goes right into the bloodstream. Then insulin is, that's when you get into keto and all these other words, insulin secreted to get rid of sugar. Because if we didn't have insulin, which is type one diabetes, not to get back to diseases, then you know that's when fingers and toes and we have amputations and or death. Right. So 
it's important. There's so many things linked to sugar that our body is made to get rid of and put in the cells. But when we put too much sugar in at any given time, that's when we get backfill into the visceral fat. And you're right, when it comes to sugar, you could probably get a sugar expert on here even more than myself and spend three days on sugar all by itself. Right. But that's the effect of sugar. So when we get into simple versus complex, the everything really is sugar, protein is sugar, the way the body uses it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's how fast it hits your bloodstream. I see. That's the difference between a sweet potato or an apple versus uh, sugar. Right. Um, simple sugars. And then like liquid absorbs in like instantly, right? Yeah. That's a, you know. Yeah. So, and then the other thing sugar does is because of the insulin, now you're into type one, type two diabetes, that leads to obesity, that leads to the visceral fat, um, artery. Again, I'm kind of going through this kind of fast because we don't have three days to do this. Right, right. Um, scars the inside of arteries. And so uh, the cholesterol that I preach in here that we should be eating the good fats, um, you know, in whole eggs mm-hmm. and in your meats, um, actually help keep the bad cholesterol down but where cholesterol the word cholesterol gets a bad rap we think it's one thing there are two forms of cholesterol it's made to repair the inside of our arteries not veins but arteries so when people get these clogs it's because they've used sugar for years and years and years and the inside of the arteries are scarred 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 and cholesterol does build up eventually it's got no choice because the body it, it it's another version of the body counteracting sugar. Right. Again, sugar we could go on forever. Right. There's nothing good about sugar. And I did. I've actually heard that, that with the cholesterol, you know, from another uh, podcast where a guy that really he's like full keto. He loves keto, believes in all that stuff, and he talks about cholesterol. And it's kind of to your point, like it, it's got a bad rap because it's called cholesterol. Um, but when we have those healthy fats and that produces cholesterol in our body, that's good though. That that's clearing out, like you said, those arteries. I feel like cholesterol and fat have both got a bad name for what, like fat is bad, like demonized because it's like, hey, I don't want to be fat, so I'm not going to eat fat. And that's like completely opposites. So they eat all the sugar that they want and then that's what actually makes you fat. So um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's so, so interesting is how we've just incorporated this thing, sugar, into all the food that we pretty much eat, you know, and uh, not all that we eat, but all the processed foods that come, if it comes in a package, it probably has some sugar in it. Like that's that's pretty With, without without a doubt. Right. So it has some type of sugar added to Processed it. Processed oils, synthetic right. oils, canola oils. Those are all sugars. The wrong sodiums. Those are all bad, bad, bad. Yeah. There's a little saying: you're supposed to be you're supposed to eat on the outside of a grocery store. Anything in the middle of the grocery store, another little cliche, is mostly if you look at it, it's all box food. Right. Like you have your vegetables on one side, you have the meats and milks and eggs and stuff on the back. Yep. Um, and then like I, I actually said this a couple weeks ago, like you have the meat or the vegetables on one side, you have the eggs and uh, meats and all that stuff in the back. And then you have the alcohol over on the right side. So that's all you need, guys. You just got to get that. <laughs> just make a big U-turn. Make a big U-turn and get out of there. Yeah. Um, no, but I think that's, that's totally correct. And I, I think, um, you know, hopefully a lot of people that maybe they just don't know where to start, like that's you know, this is like good information for them. And speaking of like, you know, don't know where to start, I mean, first time people, like, what do you recommend for people when they come in? Like, is there, is there like a universal truth for like supplements or what does everybody need if they're starting to work out? Like, is there like a kind of a basic rundown of maybe stuff that they should need or would need or? 
I think if you, um, I'm a huge believer in general health. And, you know, the first time, the beauty of going back to the machine is without the machine, I would say what you, you really don't have any real good conversations mm-hmm. and you can't measure anything. I like to be That's able true. to measure what people leave here. What are their results? What are they getting? So if I recommend a muscle optimizer, if I recommend fiber, if I recommend vitamins, are they getting better, but they can see the results on the machine. Right. So, you know, excuse me, it kind of calls the BS out a little bit. Right. But normally the, when somebody comes in, it might be a couple of scans before they ask me questions. And that's the way I let things happen here. I let things happen organically. It's not like I stop. Okay. Now what do you want to buy today? Right. So when, and because it's a natural thing, it's like, okay, my scans are flat. You know, you've told me eat more protein and watch your sugars. What do I need to do? So now to answer your question really directly is I think there's really like uh, four things if my count's right. I think everybody in the world should be on a really, really well-dosed multivitamins with minerals and greens. Um, I think most of us should be using a greens powder because most, I'll say most people consistently, because remember nutrition is consistency. Mm -hmm. It's not five days a week. It's not when I'm in the mood, it's seven days a week. Right. You have to fuel the body. Um, a, a greens powder, a multivitamin, and omega-3s, I think, are probably one of the number one things we could take going back to those fatty acids. Uh-huh. That helps raise good cholesterol, gets rid of the bad cholesterol, um, and some kind of joint health, yeah. you know, that gives you turmeric, the uh, hyaluronic acids. Um, and we have a powder form that has everything, including collagen. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a general health, th- that's... That would be, to me, somebody's perfect world. Right. It's nothing exciting. It's something you take for years and years and years. And I would just say, from my point of view, um, being at my age, I'm not old, but I'm older. <laughs> I've, for whatever reason, always taken those kind of supplements. And I work out seven days a week, like I've told you mm. in, in our many conversations. Yeah. Here. And I don't wake up with aches and pains. I don't wake up feeling old. I wake up feeling good. But that requires that boring kind of general health, right. spend a little money on yourself. And uh, plus when that happens, you start thinking a little different too. Yeah. You know? Well, and uh, you know, a couple of those things that you mentioned, I know like those omega threes and stuff, they lead to like, they're very like a pro anti-inflammatory. And that's one thing we didn't bring about, about sugar is that is very inflammatory in your body. And so you need something to you know counteract that. And that's why you probably don't have achy joints and muscles. Cause you don't have a lot of inflammation going on in your body and it makes you move a little bit easier. And you know, that's, it's all related like that. So, you know, I think, I think you're spot on with what we should probably all have. And I feel like overall I'm pretty healthy and you know, we're, we definitely take that greens powder and stuff. Cause I know for a fact, I'm still not getting all the vegetables and, and uh, you know, all the nutrients that I need in my average daily thing. And it's, it's hard when you're on the go. I, and I totally understand it. Um, you know, some people are meal prepping and they, they got it on on lockdown so they can weigh out their food. They see exactly what they're going to put into their body. But for the most of us, we probably not that dialed in. And so, you know, you need a little help with the supplements and that's kind of what that's for. Hence the word supplement, right? So you're you're supplementing, you're you're supplementing what you're not getting in food. And even if you want to go a little deeper without taking too much time, this is the way we grow food anymore. Even I have people that are spot on healthy body fat. Um, it's not funny, but well, funny, (laughs) ironic, whatever. It seems the healthier somebody is, 
the more apt they are to use the greens, to use the products, because they understand that as they get older, we don't work as optimal, and they're more excited about taking care of themselves long term. Right. Yeah. I I, I get that. I, um, you know, one thing that I do say to you is like, I want to meet my great grandkids, and like that starts today. I'm thirty. 30, 30, I'm going to be 34 this year. Um, wow. You're a young buck. I haven't thought of like how old I was for a while. So, um, you know, like, but that starts now. I have a three-year-old and, you know, it's going to be many years before she has kids and then many years before those kids have kids. But like, I want to start now by staying healthy and I'm hoping that I can continue working out the way that we work out till I'm in my seventies and eighties, maybe not the same weight, but, you know, moving like that. Um, I don't want to be, you know, decrepit on a couch somewhere and just, waiting to pass away like I want to keep moving until that final day comes and but it all starts now I feel like and it's like prepping for that uh, taking care of our bodies and it's not to say that I don't have fun and I don't eat whatever that I, I want sometimes but it's a little moderation but you know for the majority of the time like you said you know it's it's a seven day a week thing and, and it is and I'll take a little vacation and then you know uh, splurge a little bit but then um you know, it's, it's just like, it's a constant thing. You can't just pick and choose like, okay, Monday and Tuesday, I'll eat good. And then by Wednesday, I'm like, yeah, I want, I want tacos and everything. And, and I think that's why the workouts, when somebody gets acclimated to the gyms, mm-hmm. what, whatever style workout they're doing from walking to CrossFit to, right. to whatever, free weights. Um, I always say that's the easiest thing to pick up because whether you work out seven days a week, three days a week, one day a week, and whatever your duration is, it's over and done. Right. Once, once you get your workout in, it's done. The food started at night. It It's there when you wake up. It's there in the afternoon when you're faced with not going to fast food or you're faced with making a better decision. It's always there. Food is always there. It's a constant. Well, and with Girl Scout cookies looking you right in the face, like I just we're dealing with like literally boxes still in our cabinet. Like I just don't even want to put them on the counter because I don't want to eat them. I know I'll just pick at them and it'll be like one or two and then one or two like it happens and I don't even have a sweet tooth like I'm not super into sweets but when they're there you just you eat it uh, food like you said is all around us it's too easy to go get a 99 cent burger how good is that 99 cent burger probably not too good right considering that I can't buy that much beef or anywhere close to that that's probably not beef or something um you know and, and all those other ingredients that go into that it's not good for our bodies it's not real food I always talk about that too like Real food grows from the ground, or I actually heard this, um, real food has a life. So whether it's a plant, it grows, you know, or it's an animal, it lives, um, but it's had a life. So your they don't have like a snicker farm. Those don't grow out of the ground. Uh, they don't have uh, the Belveda, you know, breakfast soft cookies. Like those don't grow from anything. They're like super processed. And yeah. we do a lot of different, um, you know, things to that and add a bunch of different stuff to, to make it taste good. And that's the problem is they do taste good. Like that's what our, you know, it, it, it tastes good to us and that's why they sell millions and millions of dollars worth of stuff, but it's not good for us. So, you know, we just got to get back to the basics and eat, eat the basic food that is real food. Um, speaking of that, I, I like to ask everybody kind of like, what is your, you know, from like a meal plan routine um and doesn't have to be like a meal plan but like what's an average like breakfast lunch dinner something basic i feel like again back to the knowledge point a lot of people just don't know they they have like a breakfast burrito and like hash browns and they're like yeah you know i i portion controlled so that was good and it's like "Mm, not really but what is 
what is like a good breakfast for you? Maybe like a lunch and something like dinner wise. Uh, I can tell you exactly because I'm pretty boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> My day normally starts with a dozen whole eggs. Holy moly. So that's 72 grams of protein, 60, gram, 60 grams of the healthy fats, and it's got a little bit of carbs in there, not very many. Mm-hmm. And that's normally my start. Um, that's about 1,000 calories, 936 calories. But who's counting? Yeah, but who's counting? <laughs> exactly. Um, I do count my cal- – I not count my calories. I count my protein. Okay. That's what I try to get people to do is count their protein in food because in food, you're not just getting protein. You're getting healthy fats and some carbs like chicken has carbs and chicken has healthy fats but the way i eat personally is i measure things out in pounds of meat so yesterday was i think i had 18 total eggs and a pound of ground turkey and when i got home i sliced up uh a pork chop looking thing whatever that thing's pork tenderloin i think oh, okay yeah and probably had maybe eight or nine ounces of that um i eat the majority of it um, the day before was two pounds of chicken, uh, again, starting with those dozen eggs. So I, I wow. eat a good couple pounds of meat every single day. Um, I try to get people to eat their, their uh, weight in grams of protein. Okay. That is just the easiest way to get somebody on the right track. So going back to a question you had a, a few minutes ago, where's the starting point, not just with supplements. I start really with changing what they're doing outside and then it makes a lot of sense to come back in here and you know to me start spending some money on themselves who start slow right um and i don't start people on all those supplements maybe a multivitamin to get them going maybe a protein powder if they're not getting enough protein just to initiate hunger and and a routine right eating but um so i i really tell people two things Start being more aware of your sugar. I never tell anybody kill sugar. That's like telling a smoker to stop, <laughs> stop smoking. Yeah, it could happen for two days, but then they're going to binge and go and just be worse. Right. But just start looking at their sugars to just know. Okay, I'm putting sugar. I'm putting processed food. Just be more aware of it, and then be more aware of prioritizing their protein. So if they're looking at a plate of food, I always I'm a broken record in here. If you don't see protein on your plate, I would say you're eating the wrong thing. Right. Like I, I uh, like this to look at it and be like half of my plate needs to be a protein and then like maybe a quarter of it like some type of vegetable and then either some type of carbon and we don't honestly how we eat we don't eat a lot of carbs but so really like half of it's a vegetable and then half of it's a protein that's kind of how how we roll um and uh yeah that's like it's if you can kind of visualize that it is a lot more easier to understand i like how you break that down of like let's just focus on the protein Mm -hmm. because if you're getting enough protein you're probably not going to be hungry enough to put in and, the and, other stuff. That, and you're that, getting your calories in. Right. Which a lot of people that come in here are under eaters. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have a few overeaters that are eating the wrong things, but I have under eaters that are eating the wrong thing. And then I have under eaters that are just not eating enough. Right. Yeah. No, I, and the most basic thing when people say like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go on a diet. The, like the first thing is like, oh, well, I'm going to go 1200 calories or whatever. I'm like that, that could mean something, but it could totally mean nothing. Because if you're going to eat 1,200 calories a day, but it's going to be, you know, cookies and ice cream, it's probably only going to be a couple cookies and a couple spoonfuls of ice cream, but that's not healthy. And so calories almost, that's what kind of disproves is like calories don't mean everything. And sometimes they don't mean anything. If you're putting the right foods in your body, then your body starts to burn those calories anyways. And so now you're going to need more calories. And if you're so busy paying attention to the calories, then it's you know it's pointless. You're not you're not getting the right energy amount into your body. So focus on the protein, 
and then hopefully try to supplement get some you know vegetable type food in there and some healthy fats you're not going to have room for carbs right you know and carbs are so easy to overeat anyways like how easy is it to just eat rice or a bag of chips or what you know whatever you're adding into your meal french fries for example i, I could eat a basket of french fries. i love french fries actually um, and I got to watch myself. Like I needed like one day a week where I could have a meal with some French fries. Cause I do like French fries. They taste good for a reason. And I could probably pick up those things, you know, at a table and just having a discussion with Monica or whatever. Like I could probably pick up that and you wouldn't even know it. That's, that's the worst part. Have you ever gotten, there could be like a pie or something. I always think of like Thanksgiving is usually the only time we have pie, like a pumpkin pie around, you get yourself a slice, right? You're standing up in, in the counter. Monica will say something to me and I'll start talking while I start eating it. And then, you know, 45 seconds later, I look down, I'm like, oh my God, I, I ate that pie. I didn't even realize it. And now I didn't get, to, now I'm mad because I didn't get to enjoy it. <laughs> it's like you got sidetracked. It's too easy to eat that and it doesn't fill you up. So I could have easily eat another piece of pie. And, you know, I think that's the problem. Like with carbs, it's like literally empty calories. You're throwing in a bag of chips. It's, you could eat that whole bag of chips. And so I think that's what people would need to realize. Like, First and foremost, get your protein. If you're still hungry, now let's start getting some other food into there. Let's make carbs the very last priority, and then maybe we'll get a little bit healthy. Yeah. Right? And and really the science behind those carbs, because you really brought up a good point. Um, again, and you— Thank you. Could, you. That we, got one good point we, in me. No, so. no, several good points. <laughs> no, but the, the way you describe the carb is science. So number one, protein creates satiation. Satiation is a stretch stomach enzyme. Okay, a little bit of science here that, science. that makes us feel full. Uh -huh. So protein makes us feel full. So that's why I try to get people. I use the word. I stole it from a doctor. Prioritize your protein. Okay. Um, like because again, like you said, if you're full, you're less likely to nibble, mm. and that's the danger when we start nibbling. I always tell people you have to eat on purpose. Right. So what happens with sugars and carbs is that the brain senses that sugar because it goes right in your bloodstream and it, and it releases endorphins and it's a very euphoric thing. People don't realize sugar is an addiction and right. I'm not going down that road, but you know, when you can't control something you're putting in your body, that's still, that's still an addiction. Yeah, absolutely. I, I probably agree. one of the biggest ones I think of probably in the world. Probably the most widespread for if, sure. If yeah, think absolutely. About it, um, you know, you don't go to jail for it, but I mean, it's still, it's still not good. Yeah. But, um, but that's, that's why when going back to Turkey, let's use Thanksgiving dinner. Uh -huh. Why are we full eating Turkey? And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, dessert time. <laughs> and what can we do? We can plow through dessert because, room. because that carb, that sugar doesn't affect satiation. Right. So we can just keep eating the carbs. Your body will just let you eat them. There's no fullness with them. Right. I so. think it probably goes back to like our caveman era. You know, it's like those carbs, they can, your body can store it for energy, which is what it's doing, right? When it, when it puts that visceral fat on you, the problem is it was storing that because, uh, you know, winters were hard and you couldn't catch your lions or whatever we were eating back then. And keto. Yeah, right? And so, you know, your body stored up all this fat. You got all these big bellies because you didn't know when you're going to eat. Back to what you just said, food's all around us. It's like too much food all the time. Mm -hmm. Our brains are still wired like that. We haven't evolved enough. And so we're eating and we overeat. And then guess what? For lunch, you can overeat again. And then for dinner, you can overeat again. And then for a snack, you can overeat again. And so 
now our brains are still in that kind of caveman mode of like, hey, I need to pack on the pounds for for the uh, you know the famine coming, and um, we just only have feast. So it's uh you know it's it's kind of interesting when you look at it like that and from just our our brain level and evolution, you know. Well, let's let's. What do you think bears do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For there, for winter, there, there's no scientist that's a bear. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, there's no bear scientist, but right. bears, that's how they live. Right. They, they pack it they on. They are keto. Yeah. In hibernation. So their body's using the stored energy that they built up when they were eating. Yeah. And they come out, and what do they do? They go eat a lot of food. Right. Because they're replacing the stored energy. Right. It's just a cycle. Yeah. But, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we are overeaters for yeah. sure. I'm, I was an overeater. Uh, my mid thirties, I dropped 90 pounds. Uh, I tell, just tell people, wow. Frank, I was just a pig car guy, pig. We ate five yeah. times a day, every calorie there was four double doubles, you name it. We yeah. ate it. And that's all we talked about was food. So I reaped <laughs> either the rewards or benefits, however, <laughs> right. however you say that, but that's, that's where I turned around is that it was just, it was stupid. Those, those jobs, cause I sold cars for a little while too. And it's always like the insurance guy brought donuts and yep. you know, this person brought in food and then they don't want you to leave. So they bring in burgers for you. Like there's always food around. And there's a lot of jobs that are like that, where it's just like, you're just it, a lot of office jobs. I feel like there's just always food around and you're picking at it. And I, we hear it from members of our, at our gym that they're like, Oh, somebody brought this in or, you know, we pizza. It's always cause it's an easy thing to buy for the masses. And then it just sits out and it, it actually preserves well, you know, like it just sits there all day and people just grab it, yeah. throw it in the microwave or eat it cold and they just eat all day. And it's, it's hard. You got to be like really disciplined to, to not do that. So I understand it's not easy. All the stuff that we're saying is not easy, especially if you're already in that mindset, that's just what you normally do. But you know, you got to take uh, take control of like your life, of your nutrition and start going down a little bit better path. And you know, it, it happens to all of us, but something, hopefully will snap or hopefully will motivate you to, to start eating a little bit better, to start moving a little bit more, um, to start coming down to the nutrition shop, getting tested. I, I honestly, I feel like, you know, going into that in body back to the in body machine, like that will be a wake up call for a lot of people. And hopefully somebody's listening to this and, and that's what they do. And they don't come in, they don't, don't buy anything. Just, just get on that machine and just get a, a kind of a sit rep, you know, your status report of your body and see where you're at. And it might be super eye-opening for you, and it probably will. Um, and then you can go from there and maybe start making some better better decisions. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, I feel like we got into a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff there. What does um, – I was thinking about something, and I just totally lost my train of thought, and that's what happens when well, you – Well, let me, uh, let me add something in real yeah. quick, going back to the end body. Without a fad diet, we've got several people now that have lost – ton of people in the 20s i've got one college student he's down 90 pounds holy moly it's awesome um so you said you don't have members that are 400 pounds i have members here that are 360 to 400 pounds yeah uh we you know we have them at all all sizes and i always say all areas of opportunity but um and it's and it's not through some diet it's just through going back to sum up really the bottom line in like five words is watch your sugars, be aware, anything processed, try not to eat processed foods. And if you prioritize protein, you're going to get most of your good nutrients and protein. Right. Okay. Gives you calorie count. It gives you your carbs. It gives you your, um, your healthy fats. 
I mean, that's, that's in its most simple terms. I feel like everybody can understand that and kind of take some of that, all of that away and do it. When, when you just said, uh, you know, the fad diets, I, I hate when people say like, oh, I'm going to try this diet. I'm going to do this diet um, and bring it back to like bears, the animals in the zoo. And uh, Eleanor just went to the zoo yesterday, the Fresno Zoo. And if you asked if there's any people there that work at the zoo and you're like, hey, what's that animal's diet? So what's their diet? That word diet is what do they eat? Like, what do they normally eat? Mm -hmm. When human beings who are also animals say, oh, I'm gonna try this diet, that means we're not gonna eat something, right? It's like we we took that same word, but we have a totally different meaning and totally different connotation with it. It means diet now in this society means I gotta limit something because I'm on this diet or I'm on this diet. We should just eat what we're supposed to eat, which back full circle here, is the the stuff that grows out of the ground it's the outside perimeter of the grocery store it's the real food that's what you should be eating yeah clean clean food is kind of it's really a, a simple definition i try to put everything simple mm. i'm not a wordy person um it's single source food so right. if you're eating chicken eat chicken if you're eating salad you put the vegetables in there right um it's where the ingredient is, whatever it is. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's a really, you know, what is clean eating? It's single source food. Now, you can put those sources together, but it's there's nothing processed. You don't have the wrong oils in there. You're not adding a processed um, powder to it, a coating on top of chicken right? Uh, to make it crispy or whatever. It's That's what clean eating is. It's single source food. That's, uh, again, another easy way to, to understand. It's like... If you're eating chicken, you know, it's chicken or, well, hopefully it's just chicken unless it's like fried chicken, then that's not single source, right? Um, so, you know, it's it's whatever you're eating. You don't have to be a food scientist to figure out what you're eating, which is what you have to do with all these packaged things. You have to look at the ingredient list and you don't know what any of those things are because- well, if, you, if you look at processed food or let's say a food that says it's chicken and the first thing in the ingredients list is not chicken, Right. We're in big trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a funny thing, and I actually just found this out. So the egg bites at Starbucks, I don't, I should have brought a picture of it. Uh, the first ingredient is not eggs. And uh, eggs are like seventh on the ingredient list. It's like dextrose, which is just like corn so powder. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what it is. And so people get these things thinking, oh, these are egg bites. And they taste like a little off of an egg like I, I could tell that it wasn't necessarily exactly an egg and then there's some other stuff in there and uh, but people are eating these things and they're thinking they're called egg bites so they must have egg in it it's like well they do have some egg in it oh that's probably why they get away with the name and don't get sued but it's not eggs like it's so much other stuff and then there's a little bit of eggs in there flip that to egg bites that you can find at Costco and I, I don't remember the brand but they're they're there now um, they might not be there with the uh, coronavirus concerns because everybody's buying toilet paper and then they might clean them out of egg bites too. Like, I don't, they're crazy. Um, but anyways, these are first ingredient eggs. Second ingredient is like mozzarella cheese. Third ingredient was, um, I think there's like some bacon in there. Like there's real foods in there. There's a couple of things at the bottom for like preserved, like stabilizer things, which is you know, it is a processed food too. Keeps it held together. Yeah, exactly. It's but like the glue. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's it would be better if you could make them at home yourself. But if you can't, like now this is a better option. But at least it, it is real eggs. It also, the Best Buy date is only for like 
two weeks or something like that, like they don't stay good forever, which is probably another sign. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if they could survive a, a nuclear holocaust, then it's probably not worth putting in our bodies. Um, you know, the stuff that expires, the cheese that grows mold on it, that's the stuff that you should be eating. Um, you know, American cheese, Kraft Singles, it's like 51% not cheese. They never go. I've never seen a moldy piece of Kraft Single. Like, have you ever seen that? No, because it's not real. Like, it's yeah. not real food, and we shouldn't be putting that stuff in our right. body. Um, you know, you see, you could lose a McDonald's cheeseburger under your car seat. Um, and if you have kids, it seems un not possible. But if you have kids, you know anything's possible, and you could be cleaning out and find that, you know, double cheeseburger under your seat a year later and it would look exactly the same as it does today. That's not good. That, your body has to break that down somehow. It's probably working overtime to do it. And, right? and so another little segue point, not to, I don't know how much longer you want to go, but talking about breaking, talking about breaking things down, realize your body, we are organic, right? So what, what is organic carbs, fats, and protein? So going back to synthetic oil, oils, canola oil, processed preservatives, mm -hmm. your body has no idea what to do with it. So it, you, we overwork our liver to process that out of our, our system. And for all those years that people eat processed food, it, it is really hard on um, the organs. Yeah. Because there's no, it's not organic. Right. It's inorganic and the body doesn't recognize it. Right. And so your body has to do something with it. Yep. Right. And it's. You know, I mean, you could probably go down the, the route of like cancers and stuff like that, too, because it that's the stuff, you know, when we're when we're, we're going back to sugar, exposing sugar our sugar is one of the leading causes of right cancer, Heart, cancer. Yeah. And, you know, w our bodies just don't know what to do with all this stuff that we're just right. throwing into them. And, you know, it causes problems and cancer is a problem, clearly. And other heart disease and all that stuff is a problem. But it's all, you know, a, a lot of that stuff is what we're doing to ourselves. It's terrible. Well, we're the only ones unless I don't I've not met anybody yet that's somebody sits on them every day and forces food down the back of their throat. So you're right in, in a funny way. We, right. we we are our own worst enemy. Yeah. Or our best friend. Yeah. I, I think, you know, some of it is uh, I don't want to uh, the blame still does go on us individually, because like I said, the information's out there. The Internet's out there. It's full of a lot of junk, too. But, you know, you can sift through it and find reputable sources and read about it seek people out like yourself that are knowledgeable about stuff um god there's a million documentaries on everything out there so you know kind of watch a couple of them and form your own opinion of it like the information's out there we're just too lazy to, to find out and, and mcdonald's is too cheap and too easy and that, that's really what it convenience. is convenience yeah it's convenience and it's you know it's cheap and hey i can just get it right now versus making whatever i need to make and that sounds so much better than what i'm gonna eat it's like it, it does but if you think of that like McDonald's has a smell to it. In and out has a smell to it. That's weird, right? Like it's 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 a distinct smell. Like That's marketing. Exactly. It's crazy how it how deep that goes because you smell like McDonald's and you're like, "Oh, that smells like McDonald's." And and you're right. And you could see a picture of a burger and you could know whether it's McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King like and they're all burgers, but you know where they're from. It's crazy if you really think about that. Like you shouldn't know where my like I could I could make a backyard barbecue burgers right now, and you you would not know, right? It would probably look like a backyard barbecue burger, and it's gonna smell like beef. Exactly, yeah. And it's 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 kind of crazy just thinking about that right now as we're talking. I'm just like, yeah, it's that's how processed something is. That it's 
they're pumping out the exact same version. It's a replica. It's an assembly line. And to get that, they have to super process everything because that has to make it consistent. And there's, you know, irregularities in, in real stuff, not in McDonald's stuff. And, uh, you know, and just by the smell itself, you could drive by and be like, mm, I want that. And then you circle in and it's true. You don't even have to leave the car. You don't even have to leave the car and you don't have to leave your wallet less than $2. And you, you, you know, you got a burger and fries and maybe a Coke too. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's almost free and it's terrible for us. So man, I don't know. We got into a, a, a lot there. Um, uh, <laughs> I will, uh, we could have 32 other podcasts just based upon branching off on, on absolutely. Early. And I, I, if you're down for it, uh, you know, in the future, I'd love to have you, oh, uh, back on and anything I can do to help get into so, so anyways, let's, uh, give yourselves a plug here. Bakers, uh, ba- I almost said <laughs> drop fitness Bakersfield. That's <laughs> my plug. Um, NutriShop Bakersfield, where can they go to find you? Um, you um, at NutriShop Bakersfield, uh, www.NutriShopBakersfield. And right here in Bakersfield, 9,000 Ming Avenue in the marketplace. We're awesome. behind uh, Bonds and Rite Aid. Awesome. Howard, thanks again for coming on and for uh, everybody else out there. Uh, please uh, you know, share our podcast as always. Uh, give us a good review. Uh, we love to see the comments on there. And we like to hear um, you know, what you guys have to say and what you guys want to hear. So, uh, you know. For uh, for Howard Kinnick, this is Joe Noel, and uh, we will catch you guys at the gym. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Once again, follow us on Instagram at Drop Fitness Bakersfield. Go to our website at dropfitnessbakersfield.com. Make sure to leave us a five-star review here and share the podcast with a friend, whether you listen to on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And then check out the gym. First workout's always free for new members, and we have great deals on all of our membership packages. See you at the gym.